listening to the Giggles Live Radio Network. Named important stuff on the Giggles Live Radio Network. And we are returned to the Portent Stuff podcast, uh, third attempt, and this time it shall work for all of us. <laughs> we had a port go out on the Portent Stuff. Now we got <laughs> just now we got my mic over. I know. Who would have thought that a microphone wouldn't balance on top of a candle? I would have never. <laughs> I mean, the studios have been doing that for ages. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd give it a try. <laughs> we're a little rusty, but we're back. Yeah, apparently the, one of the ports is bad in our sound machine here. So let's go take a look and see what that's all about. Thus yeah. the name port and stuff. <laughs> yeah, so we, um, Tommy's been doing the deep dive on a bunch of ships as usual. And the ship that he wanted to discuss today was the Morrow Castle. The Morrow Castle. What made you gravitate towards the Morrow Castle? Um, what interests me is that the Morrow Castle operated for the Atlantic Gulf West Indies lines, AGWI lines, um, and so did our Bahama Star. And we didn't know that before. Like this is something new that we we didn't know that. Yeah. As far as we knew, Bahama Stars was the Puerto Rico lines, the Bahama yeah. lines, and then the ocean. Yeah. Indies. Uh yeah, Atlantic Gulf West Indies. All right. Yep. They um. And they were the original owners of Bornquin. Yeah, they they were the original owners of the Bornquin. What interests me is that the Morro Castle burnt up and beached herself on September eighth. 1934. Beached itself. Now, why did it yeah. beach itself? Because it burned. It burned. Yeah, it was a ship fire. So it was completely abandoned. Everybody was off. Yeah. Same owners as the Bornquin. The Moor Castle burnt up. Then, as many of you know, many years later, it was the Yarmouth Castle, which burnt, and the Bahama Star was the hero. Captain Carl Brown had to be the captain of two ships that day. Yeah, that's right. right. One decided to abandon. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just thought that was really interesting because they also usually said that the Yarmouth Castle was one of the worst ship fires since the Morrow Castle. So the Yarmouth Castle, if I remember, it was like 65-ish, right? Yeah, 65. Yeah. So the moral of the story is don't put castle in the name of your ship or it'll burn down. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is yep. true. I think we also learned, too, that they stopped using wood as one of the primary yeah. building components for yeah. ships. Like that, that turned out to be a bad yeah, idea. When the Yarmouth Castle burned, that actually led to the Bahama Star having to go out of operation because of those laws. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's what led to her um, becoming Lagenelle for Western Steamship Line. I think there might have just been Eastern Steamship Line fans that lived in the West. Well, uh, that totally makes sense yeah. because that, that happened around 65 and then she was sold yeah, out to the... Yeah, she was the sold 68. 60, yeah, yeah. 60 or 69. 
Yeah, and then Gorin Lightfoot made this song in 69. What's interesting is that that was like a year before she sunk. Yeah, but then there was a transition from wood to wood and metal and then to riveted metal and then to welded metal, which I don't know what the timeline is of that. They were talking about um, the superstructure. They couldn't use a wooden superstructure, so that was including... We'll start, I'm pretty sure she was built by a less famous, like AGWI lines. Not everyone's heard of that. Most most people have heard of Conard line and most people have heard of White Star, but because of that publicity, they get a lot of money and they have enough money to use a metal superstructure. Mm. So I haven't heard of those names until I met you and started talking with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking about like big ship fans in general. Oh, big ship fans, yeah. Yeah, like most, like all Titanic. If you're really a Titanic fan, you'll know what company she operated for. Right. Yeah. That's so yeah. wild. The transformation of the industry. And I was thinking the thing about ships is that their history in comparison to airlines is so much longer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. What, I mean, like, when did the Wright brothers do their first flight? It was like 100 years ago or something? Yeah, maybe 115, 120 yeah. years or something. Yeah, 1923. That sounds about right. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that they made their first prototype in the 1800s, I think. Remember, flying machines have been around for a little while, if you include hot air balloons and the... Um, blimps. Yeah, blimps. But the airplanes came much later. Right. Although although ships came way before then. Yeah, I was yeah. watching a thing where they were talking about um, hospital ships. It was yeah, like a documentary, well, and they had hospital ships like in the 1600s, 1700s, yeah. back on the old pirate really? ships. Yeah. yeah, back in the... Yeah, they had they actually had ships before well, the, the, Vikings, the, even Vikings, the first century. What about yeah. a Viking ship? What does that go to, the 1400s yeah. or something? Yeah, probably 15th century around. the. They had ships even before the first century. Imagine how many ships are laying at the bottom of the ocean. Right. How crazy is that? Right. Yeah. And how many it took to to advance the technology of sailing yeah. and having a bucket yeah. to keep throwing the water out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they weren't watertight, but you had to yeah. uh, keep them floating. Yeah. How much money did the guy that invented the ballast take? And how much did he make? I wonder. Uh, yeah, I'm that not was sure. A lot of things gained popularity over time, so it's not like he was just raking it in immediately. Yeah, I know. There was a, they like had two ships, then four ships, then six ships, then 16 ships, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they, they grew. They grow, yeah, they grow gradually, but then they grow exponentially over time. So we find out that Bornquin was built, built in Pennsylvania, correct? Uh, Pennsylvania? No, Massachusetts. <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. <laughs> the look of di- that um, was the most disdainful look I've received as a father from this yeah. young man. Uh, you were close though. Yeah. Close, West Coast. Up on the East, East, Coast. Up East Coast. Yeah, the oh, Northeast. East Coast. Yeah. I mean, yeah. At least I've been to both of those states, so it's easy to get them mixed up if you've been to them a little bit. Yeah. The original company was. Um, the original company, Atlantic Gulf West Indies. Atlantic Gulf West Indies. Okay. Yeah. So Massachusetts, I'm assuming there's a gigantic harbor where there's a bunch of ships and all that stuff, right? Yeah, I looked on Google Maps. They have some pretty big harbors. I was trying to look for the launch site of the Born Queen because we can actually tell she she launched on September 24th. 
So on September 24th, have a party for her. Celebrate the 93rd anniversary. She was lost. That's she right. was launched, I mean, in the um, 1930s. Have to do the math on that. That's one, well, that's <laughs> one week before our, uh, before, before our big expo. Yeah. The reason I was asking about their port is because our port is having one of their biggest events that they have every year, the big banana festivals oh, coming yeah. up here really soon. It's like yep. next weekend or the, the week 30th. Yeah. yeah, the 30th. It's the day before Two our weeks. collector's expo. Yeah. So we're going to have to make it out there to the port and then get over to the collector's expo. One of the cool things you could do if you do make it out, come out early and um, sign up for a tour and you'll get to go around and get a, a close up look to the happenings around the port of Waimea. Nice. Wouldn't that be a blast? Yeah, that'd be awesome. Do you think we could record an episode over there maybe? That would um, be kind of fun, huh? Yeah, we can bring the stuff and then try to find an opportunity for yeah. sure. Why not? Yeah, let's see. It would be cool to talk to people like, hey, do you know about the Lodge and Allen? And yeah. Maybe we could do that. Yeah. Like what we've noticed on KVTA is every time we talk about the Lodge and Allen, like the phones light up. And yeah. Everybody's got a story. Everybody gets excited and everybody, it's definitely one of those subjects that everybody wants to hear more about, wants to talk about. Yeah, I was, I was in the, the park over here and there's a gentleman that I know. If you want to know about the Lodge and Allen, you talk to me. And I'm like, oh, so I guess you're listening on the radio. He goes, yeah, I heard you guys talking about it. And uh, he was telling me that um, the day that it ran aground, he was uh, headed out to a, a rig, an oil rig or something, and that he has a picture of it when it first rolled over. And I'm like, okay, well, show me the picture. You know, I got to find it, you know. So hopefully I've been telling, trying to tell people, like, dig up those old photographs because, yeah. you know, they're really going to yeah. be cool to add to the display. Um, we're going to have a really good display at uh, the expo. We'd love to add some stuff from the from her yeah, Lodge and Nell days because everything, a lot of the stuff yeah, we have is we like got. Bahama Star yeah. and, yeah. you know, the um, yeah, also, Rosa Star days. Yeah. Also, if you have like any tickets or anything, we'd love to see them. Yeah. You know, like leftover relics from her. Yeah. Yeah. That, For example, same name some examples. What are some of the stuff that you could see in our in our display? Um, well, we can see the menus. Remember, all this stuff helps us take a look into our history. That's one thing that we want to do is give people this chance to see this great ship. We have a farewell. I think we have a farewell dinner menu from the Arosa Star. Oh, yeah. We have a couple of menus from the Bahama Star. Yeah, we got some menus. Yeah, from the Bahama Star, and then some matchbook the, covers. Oh, yeah, and then we got the Rosa Star ticket. We got the certificate that allows you to board, like the paperwork. Yeah, boarding passes, all yeah. kinds of stuff. That yeah. is so cool. And I, I'm holding a postcard that you found of the Bahama Star. And um, the tale and the history is, is where it's at because so many people in this county like, oh, yeah, the Lodge and it's over there. And that's it. Yeah. That's all I got yeah. to say. And then, you know, I introduced you guys to it. And then suddenly we were digging up all this stuff and then relating it to the sports expo. This is what collectors do. Yeah. They find something like, wait a minute, I want to learn more about this. And then pretty soon you start finding out things and you have to research things too. Like some people are like, well, did you know that? Well, wait a minute. That's the wrong ship. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, just like with the Titanic and the Britannica, you know, we, the, there's the, in the Olympic, the Olympic, yeah. right. Where, where, People are getting them mixed up, and then yeah. you know these crazy stories evolve. And- well, what oh, may, what yeah. what complicates the Bahama Stars story? Tell tell uh-huh. Stephen what what complicates the Bahama Stars well, story. Eastern Steamship Lines decided it'd be a good idea. The the ship called the New Bahama Star. The um, New Bahama Star. Yeah, they made another ship. They, they, t- or they yeah, it was, and then once they de- then once they decided to sell the star, the actual star, they decided it'd be a good idea to take off that N E N W from the 
Yeah. Of that one. So a lot of the ephemera and stuff that you'll find of the Bahama Star is actually a new Bahama Star. So you have to actually really look closely and make sure you have the right ship because yeah. they're similar, but definitely not the same. Oh. Okay. So here's something funny. Like my wife, I said, yeah, that's from the Lodge and Out. Well, how do you know? And how do I know? And then she asked me to tell a story about the big piece that we're going to be using as a display. And I'm like, well, this big old wave came and it crashed and it threw it way back. Well, how do you know? And I'm like, okay, like how do I know? Well, because I'm telling you, that's why she goes, no, but how do you know? And I'm like, so we pulled up a photograph um, on the internet and we zoomed it in. I go, you see those rivets? That's how we tell. And so anybody could bring a piece of metal in and say, oh, this is from the lodge. No, you know, but there are, there's going to be ways for us to like say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't have rivets. There's Sorry. big boat rivets too. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. rivets. Yeah. Yeah, so there. So when you get into collecting and stuff, and that's part, of, I guess, because you know I'm still yeah. learning, but like the verification part of it is like, okay, you say this is what, and then you have to verify it, and so that's kind of like what's happening here. We're trying to to dig up the history of it, and then we find a little hiccup going. Well, wait a minute, there was a sister ship named the New Bahama Star, and then they took off the new, and so now. Is this really the the Lodge and oh, no, we, we thought it was? Or I'll ask him because I'll send it to I'll send him a picture. I go, hey, come yeah. across something. Is this is this the right one? Yeah, um, just letting so you know the if you come to the expo, you'll definitely notice the difference between the real Bahama Star and the new Bahama Star. Maybe I'll bring some. We'll bring some new Bahama Star stuff that, that yeah. you could hold on to, so you could show people the difference. If somebody says, yeah. hey, what's the difference? Cause yeah, we have. Yeah, some. the. And, and unfortunately, the new Bahama Star being newer had a whole bunch more postcards and stuff. So you have to actually look to find the oh, Lodginelle wow. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Remember, the um, Bahama Star has a flat bridge. Flat bridge. It's like, yeah, it goes the entire length of the ship, but then like the top, the captain's bridge is where the um that one is uh, not as wide as like it doesn't go the full length of the or the full beam of the ship. Yeah. Okay. And also the on the new Bahama Star, it's a little more round. Yeah, it yeah, looks the, a little more yeah, aerodynamic. Yeah, the new well, the new Bahama Star looks a little bit more like a um, more, well, like a newer ship. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it's it so does. funny today uh, on the be- during beach cleanup, we had a it was really cool. Uh, Martha McQueen LeJohn brought her uh, sorority sisters out, and we uh, had a big group, and we're out there, and I I found a ring. And it's definitely Fugazi. It, it's not. It's not it, I was all excited because I'm like, oh, it's real gold. It's like I found a gold ring, right? And it's not. You know, I took it closer. But that's kind of like the same thing. Somebody could come up and go, yeah, look at this. This is a whatever year, 1934 picture of uh, the Bahama Star. I'm like, well, no, it's not. Well, how do you know that by looking at this? Well, look at the bridge. And and yeah. the, and that's that's the fun of uh, of this stuff that we're yeah. diving into is like we're we're learning and we're like we're verifying. Yeah, and, uh, you know it's, it's yeah. kind of interesting. Yeah. So we found some bad reviews about the Bahama Star Uh-oh. on about, yeah. about the experience. One, one said that they went in seventy three. Okay, first up, the real Bahama Star <laughs> sank in nineteen seventy, and when she sunk, she was under the name. Well, Janelle, she had the nameplates of Bahama Star, so I believe she was still Bahama Star until the end, but people called her Lajanelle. Wow. <laughs> it is interesting because, um, you know, everybody's got a story. Yeah. It's just a matter of, okay, well, that's a good story. Well, the, the, the reviews that they're writing about the Bahama Star was the new Bahama Star. They weren't actually on 
our ship. They, the, the reviews for the most part on our ship were really are good. good. Yeah. It was one lady. Remember the one? Was that a Rosa Star? The one, the one postcard that we saw. So wait a minute. They had Yelp in the back then. The, um, no, these were was, no. It was no, just a were, message groups or message uh, chat groups where they're like talking about. Do you remember blah 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 blah? And then really? we yeah. Do you remember the Bahama Star? If so, tell us your story. Oh yeah. wow. And we we going through it. It like less than half of it was about the actual yeah. Bahama Star. Yeah. And I, rem- and I remember the uh, I remember the Bahama Star. It used to be the Rosa Star, of course. Out of Puerto Rico. Yeah, but right. then the um, but there's another ship that replaced her called the Rosa Sky. And remember, a Rosa Sky. Yeah, yeah, you got that one mixed up, didn't you, Dad? Well, yeah. The, the, uh, there's the Rosa Lines, and we ha- we actually have some cool stuff from the Rosa Lines that, as oh, part yeah. of our display too. Yeah. What's interesting is that the Rosa Star. They said that they named the company Rosa after the guy who owns it went to uh, I think it said Swedish Village. Oh, oh right. Yeah, and he said that I guess he had such a good experience that he decided to name it Arosa Lines after them. Oh, well, that's yeah. And then we know that Borinquin was named because that's like a local yeah. slang term for, yeah. for Puerto Rico, which yeah. how, that's not an easy word to say. So why would that be a fun slang word? <laughs> like, Wait, I want to really slang? complicate. I don't think they said slang. I think it was a native word. Just a local native word? I think it was the native word, It yeah. doesn't even sound like Spanish, though. Borinquin? Yeah. Borinquin? Borinquin. Oh, man. I Maybe we're, uh, we're, you know... Wait. Massacring its pronunciation. I, I, I can't even say it in slow motion. <laughs> well, there's a city. There is a city in Puerto Rico, Borinquen, because when I've looked for stuff, you know, about the ship, it, a lot of times the city stuff comes up. There's Quen- like Hotel Borinquen and all that stuff too. Yeah, the, I I have seen that somewhere. But only one Borinquen sat off the shores of Normandy during D-Day and, yeah, and patched up our saved uh, our heroes. And only one Borinquen was the first to do a. At sea burial, right? Yeah, yeah. and the yeah. first, and the first one to save, first and only one to save the Yarmouth Castle. What's fascinating is there was a colonel that was uh, that went missing from the Borinquen oh, yeah. and being transferred from one hospital to another one, and he went missing. And so I want to find out more. I've, I found out very little, just that he went missing. Don't know like what why he was going where or anything like that, but that he was on there and then he was missing. Gone overboard? I mean, I don't, I can't imagine where else he would go. I mean, (laughs) I don't know if he did it on purpose. I don't know if people were tired of transferring him all over the place, but um, yeah, it's kind of an interesting, so hopefully we'll have some more information on that before the, um, before the expo. Speaking of before the expo, we've still got at least two beach cleanups coming up. And one of them is a huge one. Yeah. You know, um, Today we had about 30 people, maybe. Um, last week we had 120 people. Oh, so um, and the work is a lot to be done. We're, we're focusing on the Ormond Lagoon area because there's a lot of uh, bad things going on out there. And hopefully we're going to be able to bring some pressure to make it better. But um, <laughs> it's crazy how cool it is out there. And today um, the, is the official end of the snowy plover nesting season oh and so you can see all these little baby birds and they all stay together and they run around and they're really cool we saw a whole bunch of them today and it just kind of makes it um worth it to know that hey you know we're cleaning up uh, an area where there's a lot of sensitive birds and running around but you know i i have a huge respect for the the snowy plovers in particular because they really are um really 
keen to what's going on around them. And th they stay pretty, they'll stay close to you, you know, they're not really skittish to until you get really close to them. And so it's really nice just to be able to watch them. And it seems like they trust us because we've been out there for eight years, you know, and I don't know what the lifespan is for a snowy plover, but it seems like through environmental adaptation, they know that, hey, these are good guys picking up trash. It does you know feel I mean? like that. No, yeah. absolutely. I feel like that for sure. Yeah. I don't think that that's crazy at all. I think because there's there's something to be said for like intent and the, and just general feeling. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm almost positive that you're right. Because yeah. you can see the way the animals are act when you're out there and you're trying to clean up around and do it. It's just... I can, I can totally see that. Yeah, sometimes it feels like they're you're, they're cheering us on, like, yeah, go get it. We're over here doing our thing, but keep doing what you're doing. They are. They're the ultimate, like, friend zone bird. They're like, yeah, you can get close to me, but not too close. Yeah, once but, you get yeah. too close, they just, okay, see you later. Yeah, and then they just go a little, little more space. We, we call it space. the snowy pea shuffle. <laughs> <laughs> and we say they shuffle around many dangerous things. And it's true, you know, and that's what we're trying to address. And so, yeah, next week... So uh, I digressed a little bit, but next week on the 23rd, we expect probably close to 500 people in and around Ormond Beach, Alaska 261 Memorial. We have four groups, um, Surfside, uh, Surfside, Surf Rider, Coastal Keepers, Wainimi Beach Cleanup, and another group that gathers down at Arnold Road. Oh, great. Yeah, so... Yeah, it's going to be, and then we're going to um, have a targeted area and we go and we try to fill up as many dumpsters as we can and get all that trash off the beach. And the great thing about Coastal Cleanup Days is there's a lot of communities that are actually doing it on that day. And we have people that are cleaning up our, our barrancas. Barrancas. You know, barranca. That's not a word I used when I lived up in Northern California, <laughs> but now I say barrancas. It is the largest volunteer, single day volunteer effort in the world so awesome. yeah and so it's a big day and uh we, we uh our history with it since 2015 i believe has been uh two to three hundred people oh wow. nice yeah. so this is happening next week a week from today next week and um so where would people meet up they meet up at the alaskan memorial alaska 261 memorial or parking lot c so surf rider um coastal keepers will probably be at Either Perkins Road or parking lot. See, there's a little bit of an issue right now with Perkins Road. It's it's a little dangerous. There's some mm. you know things going on out there that need to be addressed. In a, but um, I think uh, regardless, we're gonna do all we can safely to. Same deal. Seven thirty for the early. Eight thirty for the normal folks. Um, this one starts nine to twelve. It's, a oh, three, it's nine. Yeah, nine oh. to twelve. Oh. But, but we'll be out there at yeah. seven thirty. We're always out there getting ready and having fun and. That's what it's all about. Nice. I'm going to drop off some Combate t-shirts, get them to you so that we can get some t-shirts to anybody that might want to walk away with a free t-shirt. Oh, yeah. But we don't, we don't want to just hand them to everybody at the beginning because then they'll just throw them and it'll be part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I've noticed there's been like like 75% of people love a new free t-shirt, but then the other 25% just don't away. <laughs> but if you got to work for something, I think it's appreciated more. Yeah. You know, like today we worked and, and the, the women that came out, the, the sisters of the sorority, uh, Alpha Kappa Alpha, aka. Um, I was so impressed because sometimes people come out and they don't realize, hey, this is work. And so mm -hmm. we we described the mission and we have a map and we you know we strategize and we get everyone together and we say, okay, here we go. Well, the first step of the process is to to march down the beach about a mile or 
three quarters of a mile. And that's, you know, that's a trek, right? Yeah. And uh, these ladies, they, they did every step along the way. And we stuck together as a team. And we, we did a really good job today. Yeah, we, we got to get that lagoon under control because that was really that was pretty nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I hated even having my daughter. I mean, you could see there's yeah some of the birds and stuff just couldn't take it, and we're laying there, and you're like going, "I didn't yeah. want my daughter close to it. It was so gnarly." Yeah, <laughs> like, that, yeah. yeah, that's why we need to get people involved and yeah, like yeah. you. So they have lagoons. Yeah, there's a lagoon, and it's just got it's just got so much trash. That's where we um, found what you found like a, a bowling pin. So we find everything oh. over, over the years. You should see the things we found. We found like uh, mannequins. We've probably found a thousand pairs of shoes, if not more. One of my goals, if I ever get like a museum type of a brick and mortar museum or whatever, yeah. is to get a plexiglass the length of one wall, and then we just fill it with, with the tra- interesting oh. trash that we find. Yeah, and we be- clean it up a little bit, but we don't we don't want none of the, the yeah. icky icky. But yeah, it's real. It is interesting when you see the kind of things that you find out there. Stuffed animals. Um, we have found you would not believe if you go through my Facebook profile over the years the amount of stuffed animals. Really cool. Some of them are really cool. Maddie, when me and Maddie did the cleanup with you, we found Maddie found evidence that somebody's not going to be a father, which is nice. Kind <laughs> yeah, of. That's not, well, maybe yeah. not necessarily on the beach, but yeah, oh. yeah, it's kind of luck. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you doing that uh, every week. You're always there, and it's just uh, so much hard work. And it probably it, it's got to feel like it goes unnoticed sometimes, but it's so important. And the only way that you're actually making a difference is if you do it every week because yeah. it just keeps coming. The trash yeah. keeps coming. Yeah, you gotta you gotta address it every. You know, you do a little bit each week, whether it's your room. You know, yeah. You, yeah. you know, you could kind of keep it clean. Just do a little bit, but if you wait for several months and then you go to clean your room, it's like, ugh, I gotta do six months of laundry, <laughs> six months of trash. Well, we got to stay on top of that. So beach cleanup every Saturday, every Saturday, but this yeah. Saturday is the California coastal cleanup, which is the largest volunteer effort in the world. Yeah. So Single fi- day. find your closest one or find the one that you want to support and get out there and be involved with it. We also have the banana festival coming banana to festival. the, coming to the port of Wainimi. That's on September 30th. 30th yeah. That's a Saturday. That's a Saturday. And then the following day we'll, be the day that uh we'll finally that'll go down in history this uh, second right this stressful ominous thing that's hanging over my head right now (laughs) no i'm actually (laughs) so excited about it it's just that it's just that i'm adding enough layers to it to completely stress myself out but (laughs) i think it's worth it but we're gonna have more guests we're gonna have a bigger display we have all kinds of fun stuff but the coolest thing is is what we're going through here with this lodge now because it is giving me um, an insight into the mindset of collecting, right? Yeah. And uh, that was Magoo. And um, it, <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to Magoo. <laughs> but, uh, shout out to our traffic dog. Yeah. But um, <laughs> when you somebody's uh, in the street, oh. <laughs> dude, he's got a big bark. Man. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah, he got but, some bass. Yeah. <laughs> big subwoofer in the back. Also, also, I'd like to let you all know, um, there's gonna be something there that you might. Oh, that you, it's like something that you'll only see one of. It's a vintage card, a cigarette pack card 
that um vintage of, cigarette yeah, pack card of the of our Lodinelle. Really? She was born Quinn. No yeah. way. 19, 1933, I believe. How right? did you find that? Yeah, we haven't been able to find another one anywhere. But yeah, a, a, a tobacco chewing company by the name of Garberty. I believe it's Garberty out of, um, it was actually out of um, uh, Germany. They, they you know, because we had our cigarette cards that had, you know, baseball players. Earlier on, they had actresses and they had like... Uh, military personnel early on they yeah. used our car they used our tobacco cards to uh, promote they, that's how they recruited in really? fact they called them recruit cards they called them recruit cards and you would read and it would say an army major can make up to you know sixty dollars a month doing $60 this a or month. whatever it is yeah and it was <laughs> kind of crazy so but but garbage made the these ships and they called them uh, ship photos and and i somehow i came across the fact that they were made and i thought I wonder, and then just I couldn't believe that I actually found an SS SS Borenquin in her third year. So it's a rookie card. She definitely didn't have any cards before that. Yeah, that is so crazy. Amazing. <laughs> it is. It is. And uh, again, it, it again the, the mindset of collecting is is kind of what this Lodinelle journey is kind of teaching me. Yeah. It is, and we'll uh, let you know of opportunities. You can uh, get some things from the Lodginelle coming up on our next episode of Port and Stuff. Listen to us every week, wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you've tried to find us someplace and weren't able to, so you've gone somewhere else, chances are we're back on that other place that you were before because I've gone through and figured out why certain things weren't posting certain places. A very simple fix. It's kind of funny. So anyways, thank you so much for listening, fellas, and thanks for sitting down and, and talking with us as always great show thank you good job bud thanks. good thank job you. steven thank you for all the hard work you do on our beaches Trying. and thanks for listening to port and stuff listening to the giggles live radio network now we hear maddie listen to the giggles